Hello there. My name is Jay Bondi Wanna Jamish, which is on WBCA 102.9 FM Boston's local community station. My guest today is Rob Richard, American actor and film film actor. Hi Rob, good good to show the show today. What's going on, world? How are you guys doing? I'm Robert Richard and I'm on this show and it is outstanding to be here today. How's everybody's 2022? Oh, what's going wonderful? I came out from Florida, I walked this world, had a good time. Everybody's in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm trying to actually move down, move down there, you know, so because it's so warm. Right. Yeah. So okay. So um. So 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 I guess my question is, what's that? Is how did you get started in acting? I mean, because you've been on one, because you, you you were on one on one, you were on Touch Touch by an Angel, you've been a lot of actually been so many movies, you know. So how did you get started? Yeah. So I grew up in Los Angeles, and uh, you know, I actually was you know really pursuing a life being a, a scientist. Um, and I played a lot of sports, but you know, in Southern California, Los Angeles, growing up in the '90s, like gang life was just very, very, very prevalent. And I was definitely a part of um, a lot of that nonsense uh, growing up. And uh, I was, uh, you know, walking home from school, and there's a rival gang that was there, and I was outnumbered and wanting to just, you know, avoiding having to, you know, go up against uh, three different individuals. So I kind of like dipped into a random building, and that random building just happened. To be in acting school so um you know I never forget where i came from it's important to have that foundation but to know that um you know this sort of like productive after school program sort of changed the trajectory of my life from ended up being you know a statistic to be honest uh, i'm very very blessed by god to um, have had that tangent in my life to then start my career oh that's a i know that's such a blessing to be able to to be become an amazing actor like you are, because I've been following your career since I saw you, and I was like, wow, this kid can go far. You're like, you know, it's like, now that he talks to him, show, it's just a blessing. So, yeah. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Thank you. So, what advice can you give actors like, actors like myself that want to be, that want to be an actor or want to do what you do? What advice can you give us? I think one of the biggest advices that I get for actors is like start off in theater. Um, I know theater is a little bit of a grind, but it really like sets you up to be able to just like you would be confident in every other aspect. I mean, kids these days have everything at their access. They got cameras, they got lights, they have access to broadcast, they got YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all this sort of limitless way. But then you have to really work on your craft too, because just because getting the attention, which is great, you can definitely build, you know, a career and a business being an influencer or yeah. a broadcaster. Um, but the acting is definitely a craft that provides a little bit more discipline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it requires that. And, you know, you got to put in the work and learn, learn the art of script development, scene study, character development, breakdown, cold reading, improvisation, accessing emotions, a lot of work in acting. So I'd say the best playground for that is being on stage for theater. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. Did did you attend college too? Yeah, I did. I went to the university. I went back east first. I went to Johns Hopkins University. Oh, um, I studied engineering there because uh, I really wanted to be a mission specialist for NASA. Um, I tested in the school early, um, and then I had I was at JHU while flying back to do one-on-one mm-hmm. um, the television show yeah. um, and it's funny because the show one-on-one takes place in baltimore so oh, shout cool. out to be more in the dmv mm-hmm. um but then um you know you know it's sort of like i sort of hit the fork in the road and kind of chose acting as a career path and a craft and i really really love what i do and a lot of things that i've learned in engineering i sort of applied as like my philosophy and my systematic mm-hmm. approach to to acting so Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. So what projects are you working on right now? 
So right now, uh, everyone can catch me on Harlem. It's okay. on uh, Amazon Prime. It's the number two show. Awesome. Just found out about five minutes ago that we got nominated for NAACP Award. Wow. So it is the show to watch. And everyone says it's a binge-worthy show. So you're going to watch all 10 episodes if you hit that button. Shout out to Amazon Studios and all of our writers and our cast and our crew for this amazing, amazing production. But yes, Harlem on Prime. Um, and then uh, I have another show called The Fight That Never Ends. Uh, it's an amazing uh, narrative about two people falling in love. I happen to play a gangster. His name is Jay Hoover uh, from Hoover Crip. And he falls in love with a young lady from Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. And uh, they sort of reevaluate their their, what's important to them and start a uh, helpline for the inner city. Um, it's a great, great, great movie. Um, Alan Payne's in the movie. Uh, Krista Allen plays the lead along with myself. Uh, Dre and Michelle, Columbus Short, uh, and a bunch of other great, great actors in the movie. It's outstanding. Okay, I'll definitely sure check the movie out. You know, this seems like a, it's going to be a hot, hot one. Does it yes. We'll be out soon. I can't wait to see, you know, summertime. Yeah, so The Fight That Ever Ends is available now, actually, on Lifetime. And then I think it's also coming to streaming. But the best place to look for is on Lifetime TV. It's a great, great, great network. And um, that's, where, that's where they have our movie. All right. Now, are you all still doing, doing any, any more rapping and singing as well? Yeah, everyone's trying to get me in the studio. You know what I'm saying? Been sending me beats. You know, I got a great, great producer named John G out of Florida. Shout out to Florida and Miami. Um, trying to get me in the booth and start rapping and stuff. I mean, I love, love, love that that can catapult other parts of your business. Um, but I really, really do love being on 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 screen. On screen, I think that's like probably my home. So I'll probably stay in that lane. Oh yeah, I definitely, I definitely feel you know. I hear you. Oh wow! So how did COVID affect you? Everything being shut down. How did the, the pandemic affect you? Uh, yeah, the pandemic. I mean, one, I kind of always kind of like took a higher altitude when it comes to, to the pandemic, and I kind of really wanted to be an example for everybody for you know how to sort of just like stay positive, mm -hmm. um, you know, listen to your medical professionals that are trusted, and you know, um, just kind of keep your attitude and your um your morale high during this whole thing. We went into it uh, not knowing how long it was going to be. Um, it's been an exceptional amount of time. I mean, quarantines usually, you know, they're real. They're 40-day quarantines. But we've seen a series of them, and people have lost loved ones, um, try to keep their health at a high priority, and the social distancing has had a huge, huge impact on people's, you know, social skills, their emotional connection, their spirituality with other people. So, um, you know, one way, obviously, is people are at home watching television. They get entertained by the shows that I've bought. But two, letting everyone know, like, hey, you know, get get tested. It's important that you get tested. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, let's all sort of work together to sort of beat this thing. So that's for the greater health of humanity and global good. I definitely agree. I couldn't say a bit of myself, but I definitely feel you. Um, so what do you see for, so what do you see for us down the future, doing in the future? Yes, well, uh, I really, really love acting. It's great. Uh, I love people know that I love business too. And I love sales, but I think acting sort of actually always going to be my home. Um, I, you know, people know my face and it feels great to have people come to me in every walk of life, whether it be in the museum or at the airport or wherever, and just say like, I love your work. And can you hop on the phone with one of my family members and talk to them? Um, I'm a people person. I love that. But I think eventually I'll probably have to get in politics um, just because, you know, we, we got a platform. You got to look out for everybody. And I think it's important for me to be of service to the greater community. 
I definitely agree. So what do you like to, like to do for fun in, in your spare time? In, you know, church travel-wise. Oh, yeah, fun. Oh, I'm super competitive. Right now, it's 2022. Yeah. I'm in acting class, like, every night. And we oh, do fun. scene study and break down scripts and character development and how to ask questions about, uh, you know, how the plot and theme. It's awesome. And we go pretty late. Like, classes start you know, right about nightfall. And last night, I think we went till two, three o'clock in the morning. So it's been really going really good. So I like doing that. And then everyone knows I love my sports. I snowboard in the wintertime. I uh, wakeboard in the summertime. And I play baseball, basketball, and football at every uh, sign-up league that I can get into. Oh, well, that's amazing, you know. <laughs> you know, um, so what, so what do you think you'd be doing? What do you think you might be doing if you want to answer? What do you think you might be doing if you want to, if you want to show business? Uh, if I wasn't in show business, I'd be an engineer for sure. I love my STEM stuff, science, technology, engineering, mathematics. Um, you know, graphic design's big right now. Coding's big right now. There's a lot of sort of like the real scientific careers that are really been boosted in high demand right now. But I love engineering. I love problem solving. And I love, you know, sort of like balancing like the, the theory of what could work with the practicality of what does work. Um, so that's probably be my my profession. I definitely hear you. I feel you. Um, and what do you think people? What do you think people can do to change the world to make the world better? In, in your opinion, with all the hate going on, you know, what, what can people? Yeah. Do? So I think one thing to make the world better is you know don't believe the hype and don't believe the bad stuff that you see on television. We're all in this together. And, you know, holding the door open for somebody or just saying thank you or you're welcome or good morning is really all it takes for this to be somewhat of a utopian society on Earth. Yeah. You know, and just waving at your neighbor and looking out for everybody is a great way to start. Just to sort of like bring us all together and just know that we're all in this whole sort of like time continuum all together. It's great. I definitely, I definitely agree. I can't say that better myself. Wow. So, would you consider maybe, maybe one of the president of the United States someday, you know, maybe be the next president? President of the United States. Oh, man. It sounds like you're putting my bid in before I am. That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, I just think that having clarity about who I am and wanting the best for people is something that's going to always call for me. Um, and if I can do that in any way, whether it's on a community level, on a national level, on a global level, I'm always interested in being of service to others. Um, you know, I'm a big, big advocate of education. I think that literacy is one of the most important things to any country development. And so, you know, our young people these days, like they spent two years not in school because mm -hmm. of this pandemic, Like we have to, you know, come up for that deficit and then you know really kind of just say like hey the, the the world that's ahead of us is in 2050 it's 30 years out and it's prepare our nation for that and the red white and blue i love america you know there's no greater country in the world than america and i think everyone around the world knows that that's why they all move here it's a world land of opportunity um and hard work pays dividends in america and that's great yeah, I definitely agree. Now, now, as an actor, right, how do you deal with you know? How do you deal you know you know with, with racism? Because that, that's always because I know it's like to be you know be a stereotype you know because I was well, boy as a kid racism. So how how does it affect you as an actor? You know, because it's a little sad, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, racism, I believe, is definitely real for everybody. We all experience racism as being judged by the color of our skin instead of the content of our character. But I think it's important to not have a lens to be like 
over invested in racism you should be looking more for the answer not so much for the problem so i was explaining to somebody i'm like hey if someone was cursing at you in a language you didn't know it wouldn't affect you so you try and keep that as the language you don't know is the negativity the language you don't know is the racism and that the language the language you don't know is the bigotry um and then it affects you less okay i guess that's good to hear so so when this question is what is like what is that like to be famous to be a star you know because you know, I see everywhere. I see on TV, movies, like, wow, this kid is doing it now. What is that to be to be to be to be to be, to be uh, Robert Richard, basically? Oh, uh, being Robert Richard, a lot of time in the gym, a lot of time in the gym, and a lot of uh, buying up, purchasing up cologne because you got to hug everybody. Yeah. You know, being famous is basically being everybody's cousin or uncle or family, and them or brother or something like that. So, um, it's a lot of shaking hands and kissing babies, uh, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a lot of just connecting with people and listening to them and just sharing that, that, you know, some of the highlights of their life or their, you know, viewership or entertainment has been, you know, you've been incorporated with that. So it's great. Yeah. Uh, so what was it like to work, to work, work on one-on-one with, 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 you know, kind of practice? I, cause that was my Monday, my number one show I loved, you know, and I, what was it like being on that show? That was a great show. Yeah, one on one is an iconic show. It's a great show. I play Arnez, who's named yeah. after Desi Arnez, yeah. who's Ricky Ricardo on I Love Lucy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just to play like in this slapstick TV show or sort of like no holds barred, a uh, young person who's fallen in love with a girl and having to deal with her father wanting to kill him all the time. That's what every young man in America is going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this is a great, great, great show. Single parent father, too. So that was an example of, you know, just being you know, strong, you know, concrete single parent saying like, hey, I just want the best for my kid. And to be able to see that from both sides now, because now I'm playing fathers on shows like Harlem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also been, you know, the the person that the parent wants to protect their offspring from. So it's great. Yeah, because I actually interviewed um, uh, um, the, the, the rain, the character of the rain, um, Kelly Perrine. He was wonderful. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, Kelly's great. We love Kelly for he's a comedic genius he went to i think uc irvine he's very 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 calculated and systematic with how he delivers jokes and they're always so funny i learned a lot from kelly from everybody that i worked with yeah, that's fun for to hear so how did you so how did you how were you able to to, to, to get that part on one-on-one was it was it was the initial process easy that part? uh there was initial process for what for me on tiktok yeah you just go to the robert richard on tiktok and i'm there i got all my videos up Okay, but what I'm saying, what was it like to, like to get the part on one-on-one? What was the audition process like to get the part? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I sort of, you know, when one-on-one was being created, the Arnez character, the lead writer, Yonetta Boone, sort of already had me in mind. I worked on my wife and kids, and I just came off a of Feast of All Saints, and I had my hair blonde. She's like, don't change it. And sort of like grew in salt and pepper. They put me in a fishnet shirt and put, you know, nipple tassels on, or, you know, nipple earrings and stuff, and put a guitar in my in my hand and said, you know, create Arnez. So it's you know, sort of like this young guy who's in love with this girl, but also wants to be a great friend and her girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. you know, really trying to push his art out and record and really trying to make it in the world as an artist. Like every kid in the world can relate to that, whether it be Gen Z, millennials, Gen X, I mean, all of them, even the boomers, they, they get that. Yeah. Wonderful. Um, have, have you thought about, about starting a podcast yourself? Uh, have I talked to, have I ever talked about what? Do you think you might ever start, start a podcast yourself, start your own podcast? Uh, do I want to start my podcast? I mean, I have a lot to talk about, so I love to get a lot of interesting people on there and talk. I think that people love to hear people, you know, sort of converse and, 
you know, Joe Rogan's gotten into a lot of dominance in the podcast world. People really like what he has to say and who he invites on the show. So I think if I can get, a, you know, a great casting department to help me get like some really, really heavy hitters on the show and get deep. That's that's definitely something that I'm really into as far as like just talking and conversing and turning it into a business. I definitely got some better myself, you know. Yeah. Wow. So. Okay, and have have you have you have you ever been to Boston before? Boston, Massachusetts. Boston, Massachusetts is a great, great, great town. Love Boston. I want to come back. I want to go there. It's like one of the biggest melting pots for education. I love going to the universities there. I love to come back to Boston. So if you have anybody who's in mind who wants to invite me there to speak to young people or whomever, uh, yeah, put me in touch. I love Boston. Yeah. Okay. Because I would love to have you come, 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 maybe come and meet you. So you could definitely come. Yes. We don't come, come being there and come to my still being in, you know, have you definitely interviewed and talk, you know, I'll, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be on and have you in my city, you know, Boston. Cause I, cause, you know, cause I, cause it's, it's funny here, but I also want to try, but I also want to try move to California and Florida because I don't like, cause like I said, I don't like the winter time, you know, <laughs> you know, in time, you know. For yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, the, like I said, this is, well, this is such an honor to meet you. I learn, learn, learn so much about you. Um, okay. Wow. Okay, well, this is well. So, how can how can find you on social media? Yeah, listen. If you see me on the street, I'm a really nice guy. Come up to me, say hello. I'm out here hugging grandparents, kissing babies, um, you know, getting on Facetime with everybody and singing kids lullabies. So, um, come up to me, and give me a hug. But on social media, I'm at the Robert Richard and everything, uh, whether it be Facebook and TikTok, Instagram, uh, YouTube, Twitter at the Robert Richard on Real Talk Live. You know, conversations with me. We can talk about science, health, sports, acting, dating, whatever you need in advice. Real talk live is incredible. Oh, yeah, after sauce, so I was having chat it out, you know, talk to you some more because I'm because I'd, I'd love to have you so just like, add to myself because that'd be great, you know. I appreciate, I appreciate that, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. God bless you. It's so honor to meet you. Hopefully, I'll talk to you on, on that on the website, you know, and so on. And learn, or someone on a mutual and watch the story. No, so they come on. I appreciate it. And, and please, tell, if you please tell your friends about me and try and come on show because I'm looking for any information I can get you. So I love that. I had a great time hanging out with you, Jai. And this is great. Well, hello there. This is the J Man Show on WBCA 102.9 FM. Boston's local community radios. My guest today, our actor, singer, producer, Orlando Brown from Natural Raven, a wonderful actor, God bless you, sir, and my producer, Donald Poole. Hi, guys. Welcome to, welcome to the show today. Hello. That's a, a blessing to tell you guys to have, have, have a talk here today, to, you know, to get to know each other and learn about our music, you know. Okay, Don. Okay, Don. Why don't you take, take us away, Don? All right. Okay. Um, Orlando, um, I'm sure that you and Jai have spoken um, earlier about uh, music and things that we're trying to do. Um, and I know that it's not easy. I've been doing this now for about 36 years. And um, I know, you know the business has changed a lot, you know. And um, we, we really feel that we have some stuff. I mean, he told me that you heard it. And you tell me a little bit of what you think about uh, what you've heard. Uh, I think it's cool, man. I think, um, uh, you know, with, with, with consistency always comes greatness, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's just all about consistency. There's a there's a soul in every bit of music, every bit Absolutely. of art. And, and you know, to to say anything, to say anything other than that would be just a slap in the face to, to artistry. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think it's good material, man. And I think you guys should just keep pushing, man. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, been working with uh, a lot of groups with uh, new kids on the block, new addition. You know, they come from our um, hometown here in Boston, Mass. And also uh, my good friend, uh, Maury Starr, um, who started New Edition, which branched off Bobby Brown and uh, the rest of Johnny Gill and the rest of those guys. Um, mm -hmm. Also, growing up in a, a musical family, my father, um, I'm sure you probably heard of the group, uh, Planet Patrol. They was on Tommy Boy label out of New York with um, Queen Latifah. Well, Queen Latifah was on that label also, too. And okay. so, so, you know, I was around that my whole entire time. So I started out dancing and started doing producing a little later on, getting the love of the, the actual creation of music, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and the passion behind how music make you feel, uh, especially good music. I can remember good songs and exactly where I was at at the time of hearing those songs. And, um, you know, that love and that passion for that music had me to start creating and producing music. So, um, you know, Jai just told me that you thought the music was good. We, we definitely appreciate your, your um, opinions and your, um, you know, letting us know how you feel about the music and what you think about it because- Yeah, it's well put, it's well put together, bro. <clears throat> it's, I hear a lot of stuff, man, that, um, that's not put together too well. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, tell me about it. And still get airplay. And still get airplay. And still get airplay, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah I, I, I appreciate good music, and I, I appreciate good, um, good. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, production. Uh, well, the the production, yes, but it's it's the it's the it's the idea of the song. It's the theme of the song. It's it's uh, the lyrics. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, right, yeah. They, right, right, right. Like like you said, uh, the one joint is uh, sleeping on your best friend's couch. <laughs> yes, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. That was hilarious. I was laughing. I was laughing, bro. Yeah. Was hilarious. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, there's some people that come and they get it and some people don't get it. But if you're paying attention, look, you're sleeping on your best friend's couch. And the reason why you're sleeping <laughs> on your best friend's couch is because you screwed up, though. You know? yeah. All right, now for one thing, you was on my couch and now you're out the house and on yeah. your best friend's couch. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. It's, I so, mean, it's, um, yeah, like I said, it's the ideas, bro, like, uh, it's the ideas, it's the creativity behind the, the themes of the song, man. And, and uh, not too much of that going on. It's funny, That's man. True. It's, it's good, true. but it's also it's also a good uh, it's also a good song. You know what I mean? So yeah, and it's a comedy. You know, we we have a background too of comedy. I used to write uh, for my friend Chris Emerson Harrington, who the one singing that song. He's a comedian, also. Right. Well, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously, huh? So I used to write for him uh, for Comedy Connection. And um, what, we, what we've done is we kind of collaborated some of the comedy with the music. And right. I think that that's a wonderful combination because if you can sit there and listen to a song and be able to dance and jam to it, but also laugh and giggle a little bit, I think that's, that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, man. It's, it's, it, you know, it, it puts, it, it puts, uh, it puts, it puts the, the soul 
to at ease, man. You know, laughter is definitely a, a it's a medicine as well. You know, it so um, yes, it is. It's, it heals the soul. That's yeah, it heals the soul, man. Uh-huh. It does. So you know, um, I'm definitely like I said, I definitely dig it, man. I definitely dig what you cats are doing, man. And and you know, keep it going, baby. Yeah, right, we're gonna keep on plugging away because that's coming yeah. from the heart. When we in the studio and we're coming up with stuff like that, and I'm behind the board doing it. I mean, we're listening to it like somebody else did it. You see what I mean? Right. And, and whenever, right. whenever you do that, that's when God is blessing you because yeah. whenever you can listen to your own material and still go like, wow, it's affecting you, mm-hmm. that means God is playing a major role in that. Exactly, you know? man. And that's all we want to do, man, is, is allow him to play, to play that major role. That way, you know what I'm saying? That's He's it, bro. That's it. <laughs> He's the producer <laughs> and the director, and we're just you're acting the part out, man. That's what yeah, life is about. Man. That's what yeah, man. You know what I mean? So what are you Definitely. doing these days? Oh, uh, man, got the music going on, bro. Uh, you know, I'm a father, bro. Uh, oh, there you it's, go. You know, it, it's, it's definitely a, a beautiful new year, man. You know oh, what I'm saying? Man. God bless you, man. And um, that's a wonderful thing. I, I got a seven-year-old, man, and I'm telling you the truth. Just watching them grow, watching them learn. Watching them Man, come back. Watching them get big. Watching them get big <laughs> and even come back at you with some conversation and stuff. I don't know how old yours is, um, but you Yeah, know. like he won, but he coming, he got that conversation already too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's yeah, yeah. It's a blessing, man, in in, in, in a lot of ways too, because you look at it, you be like, Wow, God is something else, man. This is a part of me. Yeah. And I'm watching it grow up and I'm watching it learn and I'm watching them bring it back to me you know yeah. what I mean? so yeah. yeah i feel you on that for real that's that's yeah wonderful. so yeah so um you working on a whole album yeah man putting out the album this year um the album it's all about the album and the show now right now um getting ready for the Orlando brown show uh oh, okay you're uh, ready to do that thing and are you coming around this way yeah love to meet you where where are you where where are you guys playing that where you guys best uh, of boston massachusetts yeah, I should be. I mean, I should. I don't see why I wouldn't be able to come that way. But mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't mind coming out there to do some do some uh, jamming with you guys, bro. Yeah, I'm in the process right now of building a studio, so it should be up and running. I would say probably like the end of March, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I just bought a new house, so I'm just building a studio there and um like i said i've been doing this now for about a long time man yes. and um i watched the music business change you know what i'm saying it was from flying yeah. to la flying to florida flying to new york going up to yeah. sony records and having meetings and stuff to how many followers you got mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i'm saying how yeah. many followers do i don't yeah. want to i don't even want to hear your song how many followers do you got yeah. right okay. And I'm like, right. I got 100,000 followers. Okay, sit down. We can talk now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? We can talk right now. Go get some coffee and stuff for this gentleman right here. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know? And um, and that's with my, my TikTok, you know, which is a funny story how I got on that. Um, but I got on TikTok, man, by accident and, and blew up. You know what I mean? Just right. dancing, man. I call myself Grandpa King. You know, you get a chance to check it out, man. I'm, I'm the popper from the 80s, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I keep myself in shape as best as I possibly can, and I'm still doing it, man. I, I bought it back out, and people are loving it. So I'm like, cool, 100,000 followers? That's going to help us in the music. 
That's what's up, man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. All right, Jai, you can take it from here, my brother. Okay, well, well, well I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad we had a chance to talk, you know. Um, Elendo, we appreciate the show, and if any, you can do help us, you know. I mean, you know, this is a blessing, you know, and I guess I'm just, I'm just glad we have, have to meet, you know, and just, you know, try, and so I guess I'm planning this, so I guess my question is, where do we go from, is, where should we go from here now? I, mean, I think we should try and send some, send some more songs, or we can try and meet up, you know, if you come, if you come to Boston, how we can, what's the plan going forward, you know? Yeah, okay, definitely. Yeah, with that, like I said, man, we're gonna we're gonna keep in contact and, and stay in, in touch and um and we'll go from there, bro. Yeah, exactly. That's all you can that's all you can say on that, man. Because like I said, the music speaks for itself. You know what I'm saying? And you and you've been in the business as long as you have, uh, we value your opinion on a, on a gold status, on a silver status, man. And uh, we thank you so much for that. So that that gives us inspiration to keep plugging forward, just to know that there's an ear out there that possibly, if something really jumps off, that can probably possibly help us, man. That'd be great. Well, yeah, man. Well, like I said, any anything that I can do, you got it, bro. Anything that I can do, you got it, bro. Let's. Um, but yeah, let me. I'm a definitely. Um, it's, you know, I'm gonna definitely dig into something, dig into a few, to a few thoughts, and man, and see what we can come up with. Okay, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Okay, so Jai, I'm gonna get back to work, man. And um, what I'm gonna do is I got those other tracks too. Um, yes. The uh, the ones for Gerard. You heard the rap tracks? Uh, I, I sent to you later. I think I sent to you. Did you get them? Um, we 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 No, I haven't seen. I, I don't think I heard them, but you can see. Yeah, you can send them to me though. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You got to hear those. Yeah. Got to hear those. All right. All right. So, Jai, yes, yeah, send those. Make sure. And, Jai, check in your sent folder because it'll tell you if it if it actually sent or not. Okay. Well, Don, do you think I should wait until you, until you make it better? I mean, for I send something because it won't be hot, you know. Do you know? No, it's, it's all it is is a demo. He understands demos. You know okay. All right. Yeah. Okay, it's, so not, it's, not, it's not a final mix on it or nothing like that, but you can hear Look, I can hear a hit if it's played on a tape. Yeah, you know, yeah people sent people people sent me cassette tapes and I and I can tell that it's hot is a hot song and, it, and once it goes through the process mm -hmm. it makes it even more hot yeah, yeah so exactly. it's all about exactly. the song oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah just shoot it over to me you got my email wonderful all right Orlando Brown man we, we're not going to take up no more of your time you enjoy your day God bless you and your fatherhood man and your family God bless your family and God bless you for even just taking this time out in your busy schedule to listen to us and help us out man because that's what's needed man sometimes you can have the best thing in the world product if you don't have an outlet for it then it ain't nothing gonna happen ain't nothing gonna happen yeah man it's about collectiveness man coming That's together right. man so right. i got you man i got you That's and right. thank you guys for having me man this is all a beautiful right. time man and hey man hit me up anytime absolutely all right all right and jay thank you so much for what you do too man all right and i'll be talking with you gentlemen soon absolutely. thanks Dan. Right. thank you all right brother well hello there my name is jay you want to jam show which is on wbca 102.9 FM Boston's local community radio station. My guest today is Nicole Sweetland from Different Shorts, Lisa. Hi, Nicole. Good to see you on the show today. Oh, good to see you too. It's Seton, like the sea weighs a ton. <laughs> okay, 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 my guest is Nicole Seton. Okay, well, good to see you on the show today. You know, I'm such a big fan of yours, you know. And, and so, and okay, so uh, I guess my question to you is how did you get started on as an actress in, in, in California? 
Oh, years ago, I was um, eight years old and my mom's friend asked me if I wanted to uh, do commercials. So I said, oh, that sounds like fun. Okay. So I took um, an acting class and uh, started going on auditions and started doing commercials, you know, like Barbie doll and Coke and a few other small commercials. And then I actually um, auditioned and got a movie with um, Leon Isaac Kennedy and Jane Kennedy called Body and Soul. And Muhammad Ali was actually in that too. So um, I was about 11 years old when I did that. And then I um, actually went to a taping of Different Strokes years ago. I was like, oh, that'd be fun. I wish I could be on that show because that was one of my favorite shows. And then, you know, not long after that, that's when I had started acting and um, went on the audition and got the audition. But I think because I was short <laughs> and Gary was small. So, um, you know, being a classmate, we were close in height. So, but really it was just, you know, we got an agent, got pictures and just started going on auditions. I just think it's a little more competitive now. And that was my disappointment back then. In, I did different strokes for um, about four seasons, I think it was. But just after that, back then, there really weren't any um, any mixed people on screen. It was either you were Black, you were White, you were Hispanic, you were Asian, whatever it was. There wasn't, you know, a lot of people that were mixed. So I remember one of the casting agents, she was like, you know, I really like you, but people look at you and they're like, well, what are you? They want to identify with someone, you know, and my parents are both from Belize, so I'm very uh, mixed. Um, but I just got tired of getting turned down and, and not getting, getting close and getting the, the callbacks, you know, to meet the, the producer, the director, whoever it was at the time, but not really landing enough roles, you know? So I just, I got discouraged. And so I stopped and I decided I wanted to work uh, behind the camera and I became an assistant director and um, did that for 23 years. I was a, a NAD assistant oh. director. So. Wow. Um, I'm still in the business, just behind the camera. Plus, I used to get too nervous. <laughs> As you know, like interviewing someone, you know, so it's the same thing being in front of the camera. It's just, you get a little nervous, you know. So I didn't like that feeling. Well, I can understand that, you know, because as a podcast, I, you know, it's not, it's not to be nervous sometimes, you know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so what was the camera like on, on the shorts? I mean, because you... I mean, because it looked like such a, a, a like a family show. It was a family show, you know. It was like to work, work with Gary Coleman, you know. Even, even though you guys, you were on the set, you, got, you, you, you were sort of enemies. But then, what was, what was like Oscar, you know, you know Dan and Plato? We were actually really good friends behind the scenes, you know, off camera. We shared the same birthday. Oh. So we would celebrate our birthdays together. Um, one year, we he rented a train. He used to spend money lavishly. I'm like, Gary, you're going to go broke. Like, stop spending all this money, you know. Um, but he had rented a train for, um, you know, friends and producers and family. And we went up to Santa Barbara and stayed at the Biltmore Hotel and had a party and then like, brunch the next day and stayed. I mean, it was it was beautiful. But, I mean, you know, so it was for... It was like a wedding. It was like a hundred and some people, you know, and then he footed the bill for all of this, you know. I mean, we didn't have that kind of money to, you know, that would have been something where you would just do with, you know, like your immediate family, not, you know, a hundred, two hundred people, you know. But, um, you know, he he's a nice guy. He just, I think he had a lot of yes people around him and, and they weren't telling him no or don't do this or, you know, and his parents were so sweet. 
mm-hmm. um, really good people. Um, but yeah, I think some, I never met the wife um, who he got married to now, but uh, I ended up working with him again years down the road as an AD. He did an episode of the Wayans Brothers because oh, I worked on that show for five years and he guest starred on that. Um, but you know, he's, he's, was an interesting person. He loved model trains. So he, in his bedroom, he had a huge model train, um, the really small scale collection and it was mountains. And you like, you, you had a little flap like this, like you go underneath it and it was a complete, you know, huge, the room must've been like, I don't even know, 14 by 10 or something. And more than half of it was this model train city, like a world, you know? So he was a little bit of a loner, but I think too, being on TV, just so many people, anywhere we would go, people would just, you know, run after him and hound him. And he got a little annoyed by that, you know? So it's, it's, I felt sorry for him actually, when you think about the, that kind of life. I mean, any celebrity really, you know, for that matter, um, just the life that you can't just go out and, and have a meal without someone interrupting you, you know? Um, but uh, he was a nice person. He was a nice person. And it was, I remember, I'll never forget this. So Todd, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you're younger, yeah. you feel like everyone is so much older than you. But growing up, we were like, oh, we really weren't that far apart in age. But um, he used to have two cars, two BMWs, and one was black and one was white. And it was the exact same car. And I was like, why does he have two? You know, usually you think when you have two cars, you'd have something totally different, maybe a sports car and a truck, you know. But um, he was like, oh, depending on the mood I'm in, like if I'm, you know, upset or feeling, I, I drive the black one. But when I'm happy and, it, and then, you know, feeling good, I drive the white one. <laughs> so it's like, okay. Um, and him and Dana didn't get along very well. Like they were. Really? Uh, yeah, like they did, but then they did it. Like, you know, at, at one point she had had a broken arm and people weren't seeing he broke the arm. Like they got into an argument. Uh, you know, again, I was young. I didn't. I wasn't really paying attention to that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because I was still a kid. And then I remember too, um, Silver Spoons used to shoot right across the way. It was like, you know, the the Jefferson's, Silver Spoons, Facts of Life. We shared a stage with Facts of Life. So you rehearsed in a rehearsal hall for half the week. And then on camera block shoot days, you went onto the stage. And so one half of the set of the stage with the bleachers and they spun around. So one half was for different strokes and the other half was for facts of life. And, and same with, uh, with um, Kim Fields, mm-hmm. I ended up working with her on living single um, the first season, you know? So it's like, not that we were together when I was younger, but it was just like how you're in that same little zone and you don't even realize it, you know, but what I was going to say was we used to shoot on the universal lot yeah. and, um, and so when Silver Spoons was there, um, because uh, Alfonso, we were like, you know, around the same age at lunchtime, we would all kind of go play together. And so the trams used to come through this one area on the back lot. And then um, remember when he did the Michael Jackson, um, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, um, um you know, had his little Michael Jackson jacket and he would go out and he'd start pop locking and doing his, and when the trams would come by and he's like, watch this, you know, he's a little bit of a show off, but everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's a little kid from the Michael Jackson commercial. So just, you know, silly things like that. We used to, you know, play together and stuff. So it was fun. It was a fun time. It seemed like a a fun time, you know, all, all, yeah. 
Because I, I remember I used to watch Richard Rodgers when I was a kid, and, and I love trains myself. I have a train myself, you know, so I love trains and, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I love trains, yeah. 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 I always want to be on a show. It's like, well, if I could just be on a show, you know, meet them, you know, it'd be such a blessing, you know. I yeah, it was fun. I mean, it's definitely, you know, a different, a different life, you know, and just all the things, like, people, it's so funny how people give celebrities so many things, you know, and, and for free, just a ton of different things, you know, to, I mean, social media and all that wasn't around back then, but just to even have, you know, someone using it and promoting their, uh, however they did, I don't really know how you'd promote it back then because yeah, there was a, I don't know, but, <laughs> and just spend so lavishly, like sometime with Gary, we'd hang out and then we'd go to the guitar center and he's like, you know, I want to, um, play the keyboards or I want to play, learn how to play the guitar. And he would just, you know, drop like $15,000. And back then, like, it's still a lot of money. But I mean, do it just, um, you know, no big deal. Oh, my gosh, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I see. Yeah. Sounds like you guys have a lot of, a lot of good chemistry, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Well, again, we were the same uh, sign. We we're both Aquarius. Yeah, our birthdays are February 8th. So that was fun, you know, celebrating it together. Well, my my brother is actually is actually May eighth, so I'm so remember me a tour 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 us tour us. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So what do yeah. you so what what are you doing now? What are you working on now? Any, any projects coming up this year? Um, right now I'm currently remodeling our house. We bought a a fixer house in mm -hmm. Hollywood, and it was we tore it practically tore it down all the way down to the studs. And, um, and we added a partial second level. I'm on the balcony right now. I said, I've never sat out here. We have a perfect day to, you know, it's a, like the view is so pretty, you know. It's like, uh, oh my God, that's beautiful. We're in, um, the, in Hollywood and Hills. Yeah. So yeah, it's, I enjoy the LA yeah. weather and life. Um, um, but yeah, so the house was a, a two-door style and we turned it into a modern Spanish yeah. um, but it's was it's been like two and a half years now um, we lived right around the corner from here and so we found the house my mom had moved in with us and when we first got married we were it was just my husband and myself and because it was Nikki Swayze before so now it's Nikki Swayze Seaton because I had no middle name but um, it was just he and I but then we had two kids and then my mom moved in with us because she lived close but we had hired her to help raise the kids because I was still working at the time. And so she practically lived with us. And so we just kind of outgrew the home. So that's why we got this one. Mm -hmm. And because I love doing um, fixer homes where, you know, you kind of make it to your own, you know. Um, so always try to find the worst house in a great neighborhood and, and fix it and make it your own. But then the pandemic hit, which made yeah. it hard. You know, it's like, oh, my goodness. Um, but we never, things slowed down, but we didn't stop doing construction. So, um, so then we moved in maybe about five months ago. So in fact, that's who we had called. That was, uh, the work, one of the workers are, we're doing a lot of the built-ins right now. So at the office is a built-in or the family room, you know, built-in surrounds type, those kind of things right now. So then we'll get to the yard because the yard looks like a war zone. So <laughs> and in fact, so they have this, um, Olympic size pool back here. I don't know if, um, 
if you could tell, we're draining it because it had rained and then um, it started filling up. And so we had to, we have a pump in there right now, draining out the water because like dust gets in there. And But one of the workers had fell in the pool. They built the pool so close to the house. There's like a four foot area and he couldn't swim. And it just so happened that one of the tile cutters was out there because it's 12 feet and he heard him, you know, flailing and pulled him out. And I said, I mean, it's crazy how thing, everything, timing, I said, that could have really gone wrong. And, you know, we hadn't moved in yet, but could you imagine, like, yeah. so, anyway, he's okay, but, (laughs) so we're going to shrink the pool, like, make it a little more narrow and bring it up, because you don't need it to be 12 feet, I I don't know, was this person an Olympic swimmer, I don't know, so, anyway, but you could see how crazy the yard looks. Well, it's still a nice, wonderful house, you know. I, I, I love the visit sometimes. I kind of have fun with the other visits sometimes, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's nice. Hello, dear. My name is Jaya Bani, one of James Richard's son, WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston Block of Community Radio Station. My guest today is Ben Alfamia, one of the actors and, 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 and filmmaker. Hi, good to see you today on the show. Hello, good to see you. And let me just pronounce my name for everyone out there because it's not easy. Uh-huh. It's Mignon, like filet mignon. Okay. And my last name is Farmani. So I am Mignon Farmani. Okay, Mignon Farmani. That's a wonderful name. Yeah, <laughs> that's a wonderful, beautiful name. You know? As a kid, I was like, uh, I don't think this name is going to work out, Mom. <laughs> but when I became an actor, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful name, you know. I, I love it. You know? yeah. yeah, thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so can you tell me, can you tell me what made you want, want to become an actress? Oh, gosh, this is the first question, right? And I've never answered this question before. Uh-huh. So without saying any names, I was dating a movie star. Oh. And... I mean, all through my life, I was like captain of the drill team. I was involved in church choir singing, you know. Mm -hmm. I was always involved in the arts and acting, but I never aspired to be a film actress or get into television until I was dating a movie star. And then I was like watching his work ethic. It was insane. It was exciting. You know, we were going to premieres and I was seeing him do movies and it was like, wow, I think this is what I want to do. So without saying his name, he has no idea that he inspired my acting career. Um, Our relationship ended. It was very short lived, but Um, it definitely led me into acting because I saw someone doing what I had been trying to figure out what I should be doing my whole life. And then, wow, right there, there it was. So I became an actor. I I started going to acting school and and I really thought about this, like, well, who are the greatest actors that I'd want to be like? Because I need to study where they study. Mm -hmm. So thinking about that, the first thing that came to mind at that time was Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez. I was like, okay, who is their teacher? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I found who their teacher was, which was Aaron Spicer. Wow. And I went to Beverly Hills, enrolled in Aaron Spicer workshop, and I spent about two to three years studying acting there. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. That's wonderful to hear. That's a blessing. Um, so, what advice can you give actors like myself that want to be, to be, be next year, want to be an actor? You know, because I'm a, because I, I also want to be an athlete because you inspire me so much. You know, so, what advice can you give us? Oh, gosh. Start. Mm -hmm. Don't wait. 
Okay. Don't think I need to look better. I need to be thinner. I need to have more education. Just mm -hmm. if you really want to do this, just mm -hmm. jump in. Okay. Because there's nothing like hands-on learning. I think the most important thing for everybody out there who wants to do this, mm -hmm. go to actorsaccess.com, set up a profile, go to lacasting.com, set up a profile, load in your headshot, mm -hmm. and basically everything in your demographic is going to pop up that's for your age, for your race. And you get to pick and decide what you want to submit yourself for. And maybe you get the call for the audition. Maybe you don't, but you just keep digging. You yeah. just keep going. So my advice would be to start, get a headshot, take it on your cell phone if you have to, mm -hmm. and get a profile on Actors Access, number one. And this is the casting site where every movie, television show that you're watching, Netflix mm -hmm. movies, this is where they're all cast, right, on Actors Access. Oh, wow, you can even so 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 even though I'm even though I'm a, I'm a Boston, I can still I can still audition right in Boston. Yes, and that's what's so awesome about COVID, right? Is uh -huh. you could be anywhere in the world and you can audition because right now we're working by self tapes. So I am still going to some in person interviews mm -hmm. here in Los Angeles, but. Most people are self-taping. And the cool thing about Actors Access is it's broken down into regions. Mm -hmm. So you can work in the South if you want to work the Atlanta region, Canada, Boston. I mean, oh. it has stuff that's in your vicinity okay. that you can drive to. And even if it's in L.A., you submit yourself. They love you. They're going to get you there. They're going to find a way to get you there if they love mm -hmm. you. So I say submit for everything you're interested in. I sure will. I'm going to try to do it tonight, you know, so that's one of the best information from, from my who's here, you know. Thank you for that information. Yeah. Awesome. So how did you get, so how were you able to, to get a part in the, um, in the um, Supermission videos? Well, okay. Supermission is like so dear to my heart. Yeah. I love these episodes. Mm -hmm. And basically the director of Supermission, who is Michael Bromberg, Mm -hmm. This amazing kid who just picked me up one day. We worked together when he was working at a company um, and he created these commercials for like different brands that he was working for at that time. And he was collaborating and, and he hired me to do a commercial. And this was like, I don't even know, maybe 10 years ago. It was a really long time ago. And he kept calling me back. So uh -huh. every time he worked on a new project, he would invite me. He would invite me. So when he got the contract for Supervision, mm -hmm. I was one of the first people he brought in. And oh, my God, I was so exciting. I had no idea that it would take off the way that it has. Yeah. Uh -huh. I mean, I have over like 50 million views yeah. all together with the Supermission mm -hmm. videos. I have so many Supermission episodes that still haven't aired yet. Mm -hmm. Michael Bromberg is the reason that I am a Supermission star. And mm -hmm. I really love the morality and the lessons mm -hmm. that we teach in, in those um, episodes yeah. that, um, I love to see the comments, you know, mm -hmm. the, the, the feedback from um, the Facebook audience and mm -hmm. 
how people are thinking and feeling out there because we're sharing stories on supermission that definitely affect you no matter what race, what religion, no matter who you are, you can watch our episodes and relate to them in some way. And so I'd love to do them. I hope we're coming back for another season this year. I'm waiting to see. I don't know. We wrapped up um, last season with our Christmas episode, which my daughter, my real life daughter, her name is um, Zore. She was able to play the star in that um, Christmas special. And she's actually the only kid on Supermission right now. So um, I really love what Supermission stands for. And I've been hit up by other companies who are doing the same thing you know like Garmin and yeah are doing all these morality videos and they're like come do one of my friends we want to use you we want to use you I love supermission so much I I like the ideal of being exclusive to the supermission brand and everything that it stands for Mm -hmm. yeah I really I believe in it yeah and me too I love it too I also I also interviewed fun fun on submission it was wonderful Fun Alexandra, I interviewed him, you know, and yeah, oh. and, yeah, and awesome, yeah, and I had all the had all the dollars, your daughter, I mean, she was probably a talented actress, you know? yeah, wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. totally exciting, yeah. right? So yeah, just, yeah, well, when she came along, she's the beautiful surprise. So uh, I wasn't expecting to have kids, uh, <laughs> and um, I was like, well. I got to keep working. So you're going to have to come with me, which has been great because I kind of tapped into another market, which was the mom roles. Yeah. I get to do more mom roles, which Mm -hmm. is really my real life. So, um, yeah, I love that. And, um, if I wouldn't have had her, I probably would be trying to avoid mom roles thinking I'm cool or something. (laughs) I understand. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So what inspires you? What gives you inspiration to do what you do? Oh, my God. The fact that I may make a connection mm-hmm. to like you. Yeah. yeah. This moment we're having right now yeah. inspires me mm-hmm. to do this. I yeah. love acting so much. I think what I love most is these moments where you really connect with people mm-hmm. and you get to know people from all walks of life mm-hmm. and, and they're touched by something you've done. And I'm inspired by that alone, just mm-hmm. knowing that I'm going to meet people, I'm going to connect with people. The ideal, I get to go to a set yeah. and I'm going to be working on a movie with somebody I don't even know for like the next year or six mm-hmm. months or three days. And the connections that develop um, from these films and these commercials yeah. that I work on, is just, it's so priceless. Yeah. I could never be doing the same thing every day and Mm -hmm. that's why acting is such a great career for me because i want to share myself with everybody i possibly can absolutely that's wonderful yeah and i want to bring that inspiration i want to bring that energy like yes life (laughs) is worth living yes you can do it i believe with god's god's help all things are possible well hello there this is the jamin show on WBCA 102.9 FM, Boston's local community radio station.